This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend. And found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Welcome to Total Wine and More. I want something fun in the sun. You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Carolyn Carey. Good evening, everyone. Hi, this is your host, Carolyn Carey. I am delighted to have you join us this evening at our new location. I wanted to go over a few of those uh, on the Psychic Flow. We have we are at a new location, Goldilocks Productions. I just want to tell you a few of the places that you can check us out. Uh, Get Vocal, YouTube, Periscope, Spreaker, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podcast Addict, and Apple Podcasts, and of course, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Those are just a few of the places that you can listen to us. And our website is www.freeconferencecall.com slash wall slash Goldilocks Productions. Goldilocks with a Y. We are delighted to be here with you this evening. Uh, we have an, a, a wonderful and esteemed guest with us this evening, so I'm going to bring on in a moment Mr. Mark Anthony. I just wanted to let you know that uh, we have an interview show tonight. Next week we will have um, the incredible and delightful and zany uh, psychic Joanne Leo, and we will be doing some uh, mini readings for you. Be prepared with your birth name and your date of birth, and your birth, you know, your birth name, not your married name, your maiden name or the name you were born with, and have that information ready and raring to go, and we'll be glad to help you with some readings next week. This week, however, we have the esteemed uh, Mr. Mark Anthony, who is the psychic lawyer, an author, a paranormal investigator, and just all-around wonderful guy. He has a fabulous website that I'm going to point to you so you can check it out right now. It is www.evidenceofeternity.com. This says everything about Mark Anthony, uh, grief management, all about him, frequently asked questions, his events, 
log, testimonials, all the shows that he's been on, some great videos if you look um, in his media department here. It's absolutely astounding. He is just incredible. And I have read both of his books, his latest books, and he has other books on different subjects. So we're going to bring Mr. Mark Anthony on, and we are delighted to have you, Mr. Mark Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great, Carol Ann. Thank you for having me on the show, and I'd like to wish uh, all, the, all the listeners a very um, um, happy holiday season. Oh, thank you so much. We are really um, just so grateful that you are coming to Sarasota. Uh, So if you're in the Sarasota area, please check out sarasotacenterofwhite.com. On the event page, Mark will be with us December 13th and December 14th. The first event is is December 13th, and that is the Mystical Magi. We're going to talk about that. It's a very interesting subject, um, a lecture that Mark has devised and, and created, and it's not dry, a dry lecture. It's very exciting. And then the following evening, the 14th, Mark will be with us doing an evening of spirit communication. So those both events are probably going to sell out, so please check out the website. You can get your tickets online or you can call me at 941-779-3971, and I will be glad to help book your seats, okay? Mark, we are so excited to have you visiting Sarasota. I can't tell you. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I live in Florida, uh, but I live on the East Coast. So if you draw a line straight across the state from uh, Sarasota, you'll be in my neck of the woods. And it, it, what's funny about Florida, people tend to think it, everything about it's the same. The Tampa Bay, Sarasota area is very different than the Space Coast and Treasure Coast area that I come from. North Florida is completely different, the whole Jacksonville area. The Panhandle is a world unto itself. And then there's South Florida. And, of course, everyone's favorite oddball place and, and hilarious, fun place in the world, Key West. <laughs> so Florida certainly uh, is a very diverse and, and interesting state. And I can't wait to go to Sarasota. Um, the Center of Light is just an amazingly uplifting and spiritual community. Um, everybody there, Carolyn, has been so gracious, and I was so happy when they invited me to come and present the Mystical Magi, the, the Mystery of the Star of Bethlehem talk, which is part of my ancient se- uh, mystery series, and then, of course, doing the Evening of Spirit Communication on Saturday, December 14th. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a delightful time for us, too. What a great Christmas present to give someone. And let me remind our listeners and those who are planning to attend those events, both of uh, Mark's books, Never Letting Go, uh, will be on sale at those events. Um, The other book is uh, Evidence of Eternity. So both books will be on sale for that event and book signings. Mark will be there signing his little heart out. Um, we'll be glad to autograph your book. So we're very excited about that. So please join us. That's a nice Christmas gift for someone, uh, either buying a book or purchasing a seat to one of our events or both. Um, I'm very excited to meet you. I have been watching and reading. I've been watching every video that's available uh, on your website. And I have to say, as a psychic medium myself, not of that kind of caliber that you're demonstrating, I've never seen such fabulous evidence, and evidence is so important to describe that loved one. Your evidence that you deliver in a gallery setting or one-on-one is just so touching and fabulous. I, I have to tell you, I've never seen anything like it. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Caroline. Coming in, coming from you, that's that's a tremendous compliment um, because uh, well, I know how hard it is. You know, once you get that stream and it starts coming. But the things that you come out with, I'm just shocked. And the, the guests that you're reading are just like, wow, they're just stunned. And uh, I just have never seen that kind of reaction. And uh, well, I'll I, tell you I, what, I you gr- give me something to, <laughs> to work for. Well, so well, I, I, <clears> I was delighted. That. Well, I grew up in this environment because it, this psychic ability is a genetic trait that runs in my family. Both of mm-hmm. my parents had these abilities, uh, my mother and my father, and then I, um, I tracked it back at least four generations beyond them 
um, into the late uh, 1890s. So it's really hard to see beyond that time, but I would assume, uh, just based on how genetics works, that there are dominant traits and recessive traits. For example, like left-handedness is a recessive genetic trait, meaning that most people have a dominant genetic trait of being right-handed. And it's the same thing, like in my family, um, most people have dark hair and brown eyes, but there are every couple generations somebody with blue eyes. So when you have two parents with the same recessive trait, which my parents did, then the likelihood of one of their children having that trait increases, and that child happened to be me. And so from a very early age, I was able to discern spirits and and pick up on on vibrational information. And I was fortunate, Carol Ann, because Mm -hmm. my parents were were very supportive and they didn't suppress it because probably, you know, you, you, it was difficult for you, I'm sure, when you were a child with your abilities. And it is for many of our colleagues because family doesn't understand. You can get ostracized and criticized. Um, my folks were like, Mark, just keep it with us. You know, just talk to us about it because other people won't understand. When I was about seven or eight, I saw that I understood then what they meant by that. And so, so this is an organic thing to me. And um, it, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I thank God every single day for being able to help people cope with the loss of a loved one because I'm able to facilitate communication between somebody here and a loved one in spirit. That's beautiful. I'm so glad that you had the support. I think that makes such a difference uh, for me your family. You told a cute story in one of your videos about your parents at the diner with a spirit showing oh. up. <laughs> no, that, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, w- what had happened is my, my parents, um, <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh because I remember, I remember this event. Um, they went to... Um, I won't name the diner because, you know, I don't want anyone getting all bent out of shape, but um, they went for, for some breakfast, and they were sitting at a diner. And the, the interesting thing is that the diner was basically next door to a funeral home. And so um, mom and dad, the waitress came up, and she uh, they ordered, I don't know, eggs and pancakes, whatever, you know, breakfast food. So mom's sitting there, and all of a sudden she gets that tingly sensation that we get running along our spine, and she looks up, and there is a person standing next to the table wearing a black and white checkered dress. And it's a woman, but she couldn't see the woman's face. It's like if you looked at her face, the way Mom described it, it was blurry. And Mom's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, she was like, there's a woman. And all of a sudden, my dad goes, Jeannie? She goes, yeah. He goes, there's a woman standing at the table with no face. And Mom goes, you can see that? He goes, yes, I can see it. And he goes, why did you bring her here? And she goes, I didn't bring her here. He goes, well, you're always, like, delving into this and all that. And they, so they start getting in this big argument. She goes, well, how dare you? And they're, 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 like, getting all. And all of a sudden, the waitress walks up and walks right through this, this spirit. And the waitress shudders and goes, uh, here's your food. Do you want anything else? And my parents look at the waitress, look at each other, and shake their heads and go, no. Um, and and, and and it's so funny because um, I saw them later that day. I was in my uh, my uh, 20s. I was practicing law at the time, but it was on a weekend, and I, I saw them, and they were still arguing about Dad's like, well, you need to, to, to stop bringing these spirits around, you know, even though he could pick up on them. My, dad, um, my dad's family was, was – um, um, very, they were they were Baptist, and they were from Pennsylvania. In fact, I think his, um, no, not I think. I know my great grandfather, my great great grandfather on on his side was a Baptist minister in Pennsylvania, and so that side of the family, even though these abilities ran in it, they kind of kept it kept it really quiet. Whereas my mom's family was of Italian descent. And the Italians looked at this as a gift from God and one that should be shared, and, and uh, they were more, much more vocal about it. Mm-hmm. So it was funny when they would start arguing about psychic phenomenon and, uh, and seeing spirits and stuff like that. So that's kind of the environment that I grew up in. Wow, that is wonderful. So you are the offspring of uh, two very talented Individual, so that helps explain a little bit. In case people are saying, oh, "I can't do that," you know, but the way you uh, explain things and the way that you discuss and the and your own faith, um, which is amazing as well. You've discussed that, and you, 
I wonder if it's hard to keep the faith and to keep um, your belief in the afterlife, or to, or does it help with your criminal defense work? Does well, it help cope? Uh, well, at at that time, I was practicing law full time, and but right now, um, ever since, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. It wasn't long after Never Letting Go came out. Um, which was in 2011, and I'm proud to say that uh, Never Letting Go, I think, is like in its 11th uh, uh, printing. Um, and um, it's still a, a um, spiritual uh, bestseller all over the world. And then my, it's a my fabulous, book, uh, fabulous book. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it's for, for it, I wrote it to help people get through grief. Um, you know, when you're in that fog and that, that sense of devastation. And so now I'm, I'm concentrating solely on my work as a medium, as an author, and as a public speaker. So that's, for example, why I'm going to the Sarasota Center of Light as, as a paranormal expert for the Mystical Magi and then, of course, uh, to do the Spirit Communication event. But I do still um, appear on TV and radio uh, as a legal analyst in, in high-profile cases. And it's funny because uh, now whenever there's a, a case involving the law and the paranormal, the media, I've become the go-to guy on that, which, mm-hmm. which I'm very, very thankful for. But uh, certainly when I was practicing law, this is part of my skill set. You know, people says, oh, does that give you an unfair advantage? And it's like, you know, we all have gifts. And some people's uh, gifts give them an advantage in certain contexts. But uh, most certainly, uh, Carol Ann, I, um, for example, and I, I explain this in, in the same book, Never Letting Go, it helps me in jury selection um, because with jury selection occurs before the trial starts. And in a, a prospective panel of jurors, let's say 20 or 30 people are brought in, and in uh, smaller cases, misdemeanor cases, and most felonies are in Florida, there's six people on a jury plus an alternate. When you get into the capital cases, that's where you get uh, 12 jurors plus you know, maybe two or more alternates. But at any rate, um, initially the judge instructs the, they call the venire, the prospective jury panel, about uh, their, their duties, and then the prosecution and then the defense get to ask the individual jurors questions, the objective of which is to find what biases, prejudices, predispositions people have to um, eliminate those people so that we end up with a jury that's fair and balanced. At least that's what the objective is. And so after the prosecution went, um, it was my turn to to ask questions of the prospective jury. And the case that, that I was handling, it was, uh, it was a battery case. Basically, my guy was a big bruiser, and he got in a fight with another big bruiser at a bar. And what had happened is the loser, which was uh, the state's you know, the, uh, victim, if you will, uh, was pressing charges. Okay, So when you get mutual combat and two big guys uh, fighting, but it's still a crime of violence. So when I was selecting the jury, I kept getting this, this sensation from one of the jurors, the, this, um, this woman, um, and she had, she had a, a Latina uh, appearance, really attractive woman, and I kept getting cold chills and tingles, and I kept picking up on a female energy around her, and I'm like, uh-oh, this isn't the time to be doing this, you know? And right. I started getting this tense and tight sensation in my throat. And so I realized that the spirit must have uh, had trouble breathing prior to passing, and it felt rather abrupt and violent. So I said to her, and this is a, a not unusual question in jury selection, uh, in a criminal case, you, you want to know, I said, have you or has anyone in your family ever been the victim of a violent crime? And all of a sudden, the woman, the tears start to flow. She begins to tremble, and she looks up at me, and she said, a year ago, my sister was in a foreign country when an escaped mental patient strangled her, brutally murdered her, dismembered her body, and threw in the garbage like she was trash. And I'm standing there going like, oh, my God, they didn't teach me in law school how to deal with this one. And now I'm really picking up on her. Her sister's coming through, and, and everyone's staring at me, and I can hear my client going, dude, what are you doing? And if people want to find out what happens, they are going to have to read my book, Never Let It right. Go. Right. <laughs> that is in there. 
That is in uh, Never Letting Go, I believe. That yes, story. That, that was in Never Letting Go. But, but right. the reason I bring that one up, it, it was such, because people are like, well, do you use your ability in court? You've you got to realize um, psychic ability, we, we're all psychic to varying extents. In other words, we can all swim. Some people may just dog paddle. Some people may be good at doing you know, the breaststroke. And then you get your Michael Phelps who can you know, uh, win tons of gold medals because of that. And just because we can all swim doesn't mean we're all going to be a Michael Phelps. Okay? So we all have intuitive abilities, and whether or not you're paying attention to them is, is up to you. And so it's not like I'm walking around like uh, constantly picking up spirits, you know, because you know, I gotta I gotta do things around the house. I, I gotta work on uh, personal issues and, and problems and things, and take my car and get gas and serve. You know what I mean? So I, I do have a life. Also, I have found Carolyn that uh, with with mediums with psychics, we need to learn to turn it on and turn it off. Correct. Because yes. if we don't, it denigrates the, the quality of, of the contact and the interface with the other side. So, so a lot of people are always asking, wherever you go, our spirit's always there. Well, spirits are always there, but sometimes you know, I'm paying attention to them and other times I'm, I'm not, um, simply because you know, I have to get things done in my life. Yes, you had mentioned, um, I believe in one of your TV interviews, that it's not hocus-pocus. It is a sensitivity to a frequency known as the other side. And this is balanced with science, physiology, uh, theology, and evidence. Can you speak to that? Can you explain a little bit to our listeners? Oh, abs- absolutely. And, and uh, uh, that, that's an excellent question, Carolyn. I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people think that this is some kind of trick, okay, that, right. oh, I'm cold reading people. And it's funny because I was on a TV show uh, last month um, in Houston, and I was um, doing a reading for the, um, the audience members. It was a morning talk show, Great Day Houston. And I, I, I was drawn to this one woman, and her father came through, and all of a sudden I started going, Methodist, Methodist. And she goes, well, we're Methodist, okay. And I looked at the camera, and I go, okay, for all you cold reading people, I looked at her, and she looked like a Methodist. I mean, you know. <laughs> and, and then other things started coming through, like how he died and, and, and very uh, specific pieces of evidence he was transmitting to me. And then all of a sudden I go, I'm getting a Macintosh Apple. And she goes, well, I like apples, but I go, wait a second, what type of computer do you use? She goes, oh, my God, a Mac. So I looked at the camera and go, okay, she looks like a Methodist who has a Mac. <laughs> okay, you know, so, so the thing is, it's not a trick uh, for a legitimate medium. What it is, um, within the brain, there is a gland known as the pineal gland. And it's mm-hmm. about, about th- four inches behind the center of the forehead. And for those people who do yoga that's, um, and understand the chakras, that's what's known as the third eye chakra. And the pineal gland regulates uh, our brainwave frequency. It also regulates our perception of light, both in the physical and I believe in the spiritual sense. And it also, um, according to a study um, conducted by the, um, a British and German study, and then there was a French-Israeli study, it was found that the pineal gland has both magnetite and calcite crystals in it. Well, oh. I recently was um, at, at uh, a museum and I saw an original crystal radio. It was really cool. It's from like they were like 1910, something like that. Wow. And you know, that was a piece of quartz crystal with a copper wire running low levels of electricity through it. Well, in our head, we have the same type of thing, albeit much more sophisticated. So the other side is another frequency. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, only transferred from one form to another. We know this from the laws of physics. So our vibration is lower and slower, henceforth we're in corporeal material world form. You open up your brain to higher frequencies, you start tuning in. Let me make it simple. We live in AM radio, okay? Let's call what we're doing right now, Carol Ann, you, me, the floor that we're, you know, sitting or standing upon, uh, the table and desk and all that. This is all AM radio. And the other side is FM radio. 
both mm-hmm. systems rely on energy, vibration, frequency, and amplitude, but they're moving at different frequencies. But they can overlap. And so when a psychic uh, or you know, psychic medium tunes into the other side, he or she is raising their frequency, increasing their frequency out of AM and bringing it almost up to FM. Spirits see that. They bring their frequency down from FM, and you get a frequency match. And, and so this is based on quantum physics. It's based on science, and it's based on, on the fact that this is real. Um, I could go on and on and on about this because these are the type of things I like to write about in my book. But people need to understand that these abilities have been documented since the dawn of human history. And there have been very talented psychic and psych, psychics and mediums throughout history that just had amazing accuracy. And now, with our understanding of quantum mechanics, now we're beginning to see how it works because basically, because everything is energy, once you start tuning into these higher frequencies, higher vibrations, you're able to connect with spirits to this other dimension and begin to receive discernible information from it. So beautifully explained. Thank you so much. That is very, very helpful. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, one of your, it's called Rock and Roll Heaven, I think is my favorite video. <laughs> of you yeah. working. And I, I forget where that was. Was that in Edward Casey in New York? Actually, that one was in Florida at a, at a oh. place called Aquarian Dreams. And the funny thing is, tomorrow night at Aquarian Dreams, I'm doing the Mystical Magi presentation, and then uh, Saturday night, uh, an evening of spirit communication. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is it's, it's far enough away from, from Sarasota Center of Light, so they're not competing uh, events. And um, um, what had happened was... Um, my manager, um, she, she started um, insisting that, that we started filming my events. So she got a film crew, and they had a three-camera shoot, and it was set up, and I started doing this. And I, I, had, um, I was drawn to a woman, and, and what was really great, what people need to understand in a reading is there's three parties. There's the medium. There is the client, and then there's the spirits. So think of like a, a, a triangle, okay, and the spirits are at the top, okay. But each of the three components, the medium, the client, and the spirits, or the other side, are equally important. And so when you have somebody who thinks really and connects the dots and puts things together and doesn't argue or overanalyze things, meaning the client, things are going to go a lot more smoothly. And rock and roll heaven, the client was just wonderful because her, her ex-husband, um, uh, um, not ex-husband, her, her husband who was deceased, came through and started transmitting a lot of music that he liked, songs and specific information, and she recognized everything and got it right away. Um, and it, it, was just, it was just really, really nice. And, and you know, the, this happens quite a bit. We just happened to be able to catch it that night on film. Um, but oh, that's in, fabulous. in several of the videos, yeah, we have that as well. And it was really sweet because it, it, what, what's so nice about that, that video uh, or that reading is you can see the healing um, and, and the emotion um, yes. happening with her. And what's mm-hmm. funny is recently I ran into somebody who said, oh, yeah, I saw on your YouTube channel. If you go to my website, there's a media room, but that, that can also link you to my YouTube channel. Right. And she said, oh, the lady, um, you know, I'll just call her, you know, Janet. It's not her name, but, you know, Janet. She goes, yeah, she's a friend of mine. She goes, she is. She goes, yeah, she wasn't even supposed to go that night. That was like a last-minute oh thing. God. She didn't know why she decided to go. <laughs> and so, wow. so spirits have a way of kind of pushing us in the right direction sometimes. They absolutely do. These uh, videos are on Mark's website, evidenceofeternity.com. Please check them out. That one in particular, I really enjoyed watching uh, not just out of curiosity to see how you work, but, uh, of course, that's one thing. But I was so impressed, Mark, because the evidence was overwhelming. When you started singing, I just called to say I love you, I thought I was going to start crying. 
I mean, watch the reaction that this gal had that, oh, my God, he left that on my voicemail. I, you know, he had moved away, and we weren't really speaking. I wasn't taking his calls, and I'd get home, and he had sang into the phone, into the machine, I just called to say I love you, and you got that? You picked that up? I mean, to me, that is outstanding, Mark. I mean, I was just so floored, I have to tell you. It was just a really great moment. And I was like, wow, this guy is dynamite. I was just so impressed. I really was. It's funny because some of the things that come up sometimes, and and I've been doing this long enough to where I know that the weirder it is, the better it is. Yeah. The more accurate. And I was doing a reading for this this one uh, woman and her husband had passed, and he came through. And, you know, so I'm getting stuff, and she was, oh, okay, that's good, that's good. And all of a sudden I start seeing an octopus. And I'm like, octopus? And she goes, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, all right. She said, well, we used to live in Belize, and we lived on a canal, and every morning we'd come out with our coffee. And we used to catch lobsters, and we'd put them in this tank which was like, you know, right overlooking the canal. And one morning we came out and an octopus had climbed up out of the canal and was grabbing one of our lobsters. And she goes, do you think that's what he's talking about? And I said, well, unless you have another octopus story, I'm kind of thinking, yeah. You know, and, and then we both started laughing because it's like, look, everybody's got a puppy story or a kitty story, but how many people have an octopus story? You know, yeah, and, and this, so it was it was hilarious. I mean, and she and I, we, we had such a good laugh over that. And so it's always nice when you get um, when you get people who will recognize uh, these things. And what I tell uh, folks, Carol Ann, is when when you're doing a reading with a medium or a psychic, don't overthink it or hyperanalyze the information the second it comes in, because mm-hmm. there's what I call the no 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 syndrome. It's like people that get into shooting everything down. No, 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 no. Because Uh you may not recognize it right away, but after the reading, and I get emails every single day from people after the reading, what started making sense later on, okay, because it starts to unfold and they start to put it together. The other problem people have is they hyperanalyze and overthink things when they're coming through. I was doing a session for... Uh, for uh, a couple college professors, a husband and wife recently, and their son who'd been killed in a car accident came through, and he starts talking about refrigerator, refrigerator. No, no, no. I go, well, hold on. I don't fling out random kitchen appliances hoping to get a hit, okay? Yeah, he's really focusing on refrigerator. Oh, well, last week we got a new refrigerator. It was dented and it scratched when it arrived. We sent it back, and it's been a big problem ever since. Well, then the answer is yes. No, it isn't. Why would you bring up a refrigerator? A refrigerator doesn't make any sense to me. We're trying to understand what the significant... Okay, do you see the problem there? Yeah. They were so busy finding a reason to say no and argue with me. Um, And what's happening is when spirits are coming in, they're trying to build a rapport with me, so they may initially bring up things that the client may think is not all that big of a deal. Look, I don't know these folks got a new refrigerator, but I'm seeing refrigerators and, and, and talk about refrigerators. So what I tell people is, if I bring something up and it makes sense to you, you just got a new refrigerator, the answer is yes, not an argument. Get the information right. down. Then after the reading, then you can sit there and start picking it apart, and you'll find that one image or or one message actually has many levels of significance. Correct. That's understandable. And it's it, enlightening for those people who are may not get a reading from you in a gallery situation, but they are listening. So that message is profound really for everyone. It, it, well, it, it, it is because, um, and this is something I'll be demonstrating on, uh, on Saturday, December 14th at the Sarasota Center of Light, is that even if somebody doesn't get an individualized reading, okay, let's say I'm doing a reading mm-hmm. on Jane and, and Bob in the audience doesn't get a reading, but the things coming through for Jane begin to resonate with Bob and he starts relating to that. That's the nature of spirit communication. It isn't necessarily an individualized thing. Okay, so mm-hmm. basically spirits come in in a group, and the person talking through me to Jane 
um, is actually like the lead singer of this chorus, okay, from the other side. And the, the spirits in that chorus know that Bob's there, and they may be given a message to Jane, but one of Bob's or more of Bob's spirits are also giving similar messages which are resonating with him. And I'll explain this in greater detail um, at, at Sarasota Center of Light. Right. But people need to understand that when you go to a group mediumship event, don't sit there and just think, me, me, me. If you start hearing things that begin to resonate, bring, you know, touch your heartstrings, bring a tear to your eye, or even bring a, a laugh, a, a laughter to you, this is all part of the healing process, and this is what spirit communication is all about. Um, so we have to start thinking globally with, uh, when I say globally, when you're in that environment, even though you may not be the one getting the reading, if it's resonating with you, take the healing message. Absolutely. Um, that is such a good point. You also talk about grief management. While we're talking about that, you had mentioned in one of your videos about people dealing with the the first anniversary, the first birthday without the loved one, the first holiday, and you mentioned some very valid affirmation to me. Today is not that day. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit by what you meant by that? Absolutely, because this time of year, more than any time of the year, is very mm-hmm. important for this. We're coming up on the holidays, whether you know you celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Um, I believe the Buddhists have Bodhi, B-O-D-H-I, around this time. Um, uh, I don't know if Ramadan is, is around now. But the thing is, we all have celebrations, celebrations of light, and many of them fall within this time of year. But, you know, we'll go with Christmas and Hanukkah. And let's say that you've lost a loved one this year, and now there's that empty chair at the table, okay? And then there's the memories of what Christmas used to be like. And then there's the clothes still hanging in the closet that will never Mm -hmm. be worn by that person again. And even though... Maybe if it isn't, you know, the loss didn't occur this year. Maybe it occurred five years ago, but there are events like the anniversary of the person's death, um, that person's birthday, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, you know, whatever, uh, Thanksgiving. And what happens is certain events, certain things, certain songs, smells, tastes can immediately trigger that response where it brings you right back emotionally to the day and the time that that loved one died. That horror, that depression, that sadness, that caving in feeling. And this is very normal. And, And for people who are experiencing this, don't think that if that happens to you that you're somehow weak or that this is wrong. This is a very normal thing, but it hurts because psychologically now you're back at that day. So one of the affirmations that that I teach and one of the blogs that I've written is called Today is Not That Day. And when you start getting overwhelmed, let's say um, you come up on the the birthday of a loved one who died or even more so the the anniversary of that person's death, and now you're, you're spiraling back in time to that pain and that agony, You've got to tell yourself today is not that day. That day was a different time. This Christmas is not the day that that person died. This Hanukkah celebration is not the day that that person died. And I know that this sounds simplistic, but it really isn't, and it helps When people start to realize that that was another time, another day, and even though the numbers on the calendar may be the same, this isn't that year, that day, that time. And what will happen is it starts to dissipate that wave of grief, so it's not so intense and it doesn't hurt as much. So today is not that day is an affirmation that you tell yourself to help ward off the crushing effects of grief. Right. Well said. Very well said, and I appreciate that. Thank you. That's, a, that's beautiful, um, the way that you put that. And reminding 
that uh, it's almost like it will never get that bad again as that day. You know, each day is a step forward. Um, yeah, and yeah. sometimes we take a step back. And it could be years, and it still hits you behind the knees, you know. Um, but it is not as bad as that day that it happened, I think. That kind of helps. Yes, it, it, you know, because think of uh, the waves of grief. Like right after mm-hmm. a loved one dies, you get hit like, you know, I live by the ocean. So like uh, in waves, once again, it's frequency. But uh, we call them sets, okay, if, you know, for people who surf. Uh, sets right. are a whole group of waves that come in, in uh, a rapid order. And then there may be a lull in activity, and then another group of sets will come through. It's the same thing with grief. Okay, you'll get hit by a set of waves, grief, 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 pound, pound, pound. And, and initially, let's say the first year after the person's death, um, those sets are so frequent. And then over time, the, the gap between the sets of, of waves of grief begins to get greater, and the intensity of the waves of grief begin to, to lessen. It never really goes away. This is just how we're designed to cope with these things. But then there's triggers that will bring you right back to the full power and intensity of that tidal wave of grief. And so today is not that day is a technique to counter the intensity of the wave and frequency of the waves of grief. Um, It's not easy. I wish that there were the magic wand, whether it was a reading or... um, uh, something I could say or you could say or, you know, a piece of chocolate that you could eat that will make the grief go away. But what people need to understand is that grief is part of life and we are designed as, as beings to cope with this and it's not easy and that you don't get over grief. It is a process that we go through and that process can take a lifetime. And you can either cave in under the crushing effects of grief and turn to alcohol, drugs, anger, violence, acting out behaviors, or you can use that pain as a motivation to become more spiritual, more educated about the afterlife, more compassionate, um, to begin to do good works. Um, so, so that's the choice that you have. And, and it's very important for us to realize that when bad things happen to us, that is the lesson or the opportunity for us to begin a new spiritual path in our life. And let's face it, Carol Ann, we grow in response to adversity and difficulty because when everything's just wonderful and everything's just happy and perfect, why do we have any motivation to change, to grow, or to evolve? That is, um, thank you for addressing that with our listeners and with myself. It was beautifully put. Thank you so much. I just wanted to interject here. Tiffany is, uh, my producer's telling me, great show. I am chatting with the listeners in the chat room, and they are loving Mark. They just love Mark, so I wanted to share that. Thank you so much for everything that you're talking about. They love you. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your presentations that you're going to be doing on both sides. Talk about the mystical magi for a moment, about your talk about that, because you were very excited the last time we spoke about the astrological aspect, the Star of Bethlehem. Can you speak to that, give a little promo Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, you know, it's funny because I just sent out a newsletter and I said, every great adventure has sinister villains like Herod the Great, epic Uh battles like the Romans versus the Persians, selfless heroes like Joseph, and of course, ancient mysteries. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. And (laughs) and the thing is, um, I've always been fascinated with ancient history and ancient mysteries. And even though I'm known as the psychic lawyer, um, it's funny because I've also been branded as the psychic explorer. And there's one media outlet called me the psychic Indiana Jones, which to me is like the greatest compliment on planet Earth. I mean, it's like, thank you uh, for the the reporter that that said that. Because what it is, 
Um, I've always spent um, time visiting mystical and spiritual sites around the world. Since I've been a child, I've had an interest in theology, philosophy, history, um, of course, quantum physics, and spirituality. And so I... I um, I'm invited to speak at a number of expos, like the International Association of Near-Death Studies, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, the Vail Symposium. I've spoken at Harvard, Brown, Columbia, and Yale. Um, I've spoken at um, the Edgar Cayce Center for the Advanced, um, for the Association for Research and Enlightenment, just to, to name a few. And... I have different topics. I talk about reincarnation and uh, the afterlife based on quantum physics. But I also do an ancient mystery series. Um, and the star, the mystical magi, the mystery of the star of Bethlehem. See, we look at the Christmas cards and, you know, we see like this giant star with a spotlight beaming on a manger and, of course, the three guys on the camels heading towards it. It, that's not what happened. The Star of Bethlehem, based on my research, and I've been researching this for, for years, was a very real thing. But it wasn't the, the popular Christmas card version. Because if it had been, Herod the Great, who, you know, as we know from the, the Bible, had all the, the children that uh, um, murdered. So that, you know, in right. other words... When the wise men came to him and said, "Who, you know, where's the king of the Jews that is born?" and Herod wants to know, "Well, where is he?" you know, and go find him. And you know, if, if it had been a spotlight on a manger, Herod would not have tried to have gotten the wise men to inform him on that. And I don't want to give away the substance of, of the talk, but I'm going to take the audience on a journey through time from the 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 time of ancient Babylon through ancient Egypt all the way up into the, the Roman era uh, with Herod the Great and get into who the Magi were. Who were these people? Why did they know these things? How were they able to spot unusual astrological phenomenon and then tie it into to what happened? And it's been just an incredibly fun presentation for me to put together um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who question faith. And I'm mm -hmm. not, my purpose is not to get up and say, this is what happened. You have to believe this. Because my whole life I've had people try to shove down my throat, there's one and only way to get to God. And, of course, it's right. their particular way. And then someone from another religion or another branch of Christianity comes up and says, oh, no, it's my way. I'm going to present the evidence, I'm going to, and I'm even going to present what the skeptics say. But let me tell you mm -hmm. something. It is, it is fascinating when you start looking at the whole picture, and it has been just a lot of fun to put this together. This is a family-friendly presentation. And so right. even for people who don't necessarily want to come to the Saturday night event with the spirit communication, but let's say, you know, the, the, the family, you got some, some kids that, that are interested about the Star of Bethlehem and the mystical significance of the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and, and uh, going deeper into the, the whole birth of Christ and the following of the star, and then, of course, the political uh, situation going on between Herod and the Romans and then the Persians. Um, I I want people to to have fun. I want them to think, and uh, there's quite a few surprises along the way too. Well, that is fabulous. Um, I am so grateful to be able to attend that and to gain from your experience your. Um, you're astrologically and as a paranormal investigator and your education at Oxford and your theology, it just brings up, we all benefit from your experience and it sounds very, very exciting, a great family night and we're really looking forward to that. I know everyone will probably be astounded, want to do the evening of communication, but the uh, Mystical Magi is really for everyone, every age 
and uh, it's going to be so educational and fun and exciting, and I, I really personally cannot wait. And I hope that I encourage everyone to buy their tickets for the Sarasota Center of Light. If you have not already, please do that. Get on there, jump on there, and purchase your tickets for those events. And books will be available, both books, Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. Mark will be signing books that night. Great Christmas presents. Uh, two very well-written books, and I've read a lot of books written by mediums uh, through the years, uh, Lilydale Mediums, um, several that I had the opportunity to watch and to meet, and I have to say, these your two books are absolutely fabulous. Now, I know you had mentioned uh, on your website one of them was uh, mentioned for a Nobel Peace Prize, wasn't it, or a Nobel uh, Pulitzer. Publishing? Pulitzer. Yeah, Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Um, well, you know, yes, that was Evidence of Eternity. That was my second book. My first book, Never Letting Go, it's a guide on the journey through grief, and it's uh, inspirational in that it brings through messages from the other side. It teaches people how to recognize messages in spirit uh, from spirits, and it is, has a very large healing component. And then when I was on the Never Letting Go tour, people started asking me questions about reincarnation, um, what happens to people who die by suicide, right. um, can they, do animals have souls, is there a heaven, is there a hell, does God exist, is there any scientific basis for this? So I started keeping a list of what people were asking, and that gave me the, the um, outline, if you will, for evidence of eternity. And... So when Evidence of Attorney uh, came out, I mean, it, it hit like number one um, on the bestseller list on, on several, several different categories. And then all of a sudden I get this email. And I open the email, and it's from Columbia University, Office of the Pulitzer. And I'm thinking, all right, now who's pulling my leg here? Because, you know, a lot of my friends are, are uh, you know, they're professors and, and they're NASA scientists. So I'm thinking, okay, somebody's, you know. But I'm looking at it, and I go, this looks pretty darn official. So so I call the number on it, okay. And, and uh, somebody answers the phone and go, Columbia University, Office of the Pulitzer. I'm like, really? You know, so I started talking to them, and uh, somebody had submitted uh, my book for a, uh, a Pulitzer Prize in, in nonfiction. Uh, and from what I understand, it is the first book of that genre, the uh, metaphysical genre, that actually had been considered for a Pulitzer. And, it's amazing. Know, what an honor. I mean, I, I was just flabbergasted really well, I'm sorry I tangled that up I was trying to get spit those words out but I mean to me that has to be a great honor because the way your books are written the way you speak um, how you explain things are uh, just perfect and really really fabulous for our listeners and for myself I am so happy for you for that you certainly deserve that award um, your writing is great, and I love the way that you talk about um, the crime, the homicides, the suicides, answering all those questions that so many of us get as mediums. Are, are my loved ones okay? What do you feel is the, the most important reason or the most significant reason that our loved ones come to a medium in spirit or come to us in spirit? Is it to reassure us that they are okay or is it to give us hope? What, what's your take on that? I don't know if there's any one specific uh, reason, but I think you brought up uh, a couple very important ones. Number one, um, well, let's start with the, the biggie, love. They love us, mm -hmm. okay? Not even death can kill love. And the right. thing is, because we're energetically interconnected, they pick up on when we're grieving and when we're sad. So they reach out to let us know that they didn't disintegrate into nothingness. Because in survival of consciousness studies, what we've seen is that even though the body may die, the, the spirit, the energy, the quantum consciousness, uh, the quantum electromagnetic field within the brain lives on after physical death and it stays coherent. And the thing about pure energy, once spirits become pure energy, they don't get old, they don't get sick, they don't die. So they're all excited, and they see us and feel us grieving, and they want to comfort us. They want to let us know mm -hmm. that they are with us and, or can be with us when, when they choose to, and that life is eternal. So that's part of uh, the complexity, why they come through. And they will communicate 
they will communicate. Uh, dreams appear to be one of the most popular forms of their communication. And it was funny, Caroline, and I'm sure you've seen this too. If if people come to you and me, oh, and they believe what we do, and they're they're on board. But other people say, oh, you can't do that. You're crazy. You're nuts. You're making it up. Or if somebody says, you know, I saw my my uh, my son's spirit standing in the living room for a second, or I felt his presence around me. People tend to discount that, but in the dream state, they don't. People say, you know, I had a dream, and uh, my Aunt Martha came to me, and my God, it seemed so real. I know that it was her. And this gets into the brainwave frequency that I was discussing earlier, because when we go to sleep, we go from the beta state, which is the awake conscious state, into the alpha state of brainwave frequency, and then we go to the theta state, and on the alpha-theta border, brainwave frequency becomes very conducive for psychic activity. This is when it occurs. Spirits are aware of that. They see this, Mm -hmm. and they will adjust their frequency to align with the alpha-theta border, and that's why people have visitations in the sleep state. And you can tell the difference between a dream and, and a visitation because of the sense of reality of the contact. It feels so genuine, so real, and, it, and it's not the you know, surrealistic, cartoonish, um, absurd you know, uh, things that happen in dreams. This is a real conversation, and spirits do this. This is um, going back thousands of years. You know, in the Bible, how many times in the Bible does an angel come to somebody in a dream, or God talks to somebody in a dream? And it's not just in the Judeo-Christian um, the tradition, but it's in in all all the religions throughout the world. So these these um, accounts have been documented since since the dawn of recorded history and that's why it's so important to realize that just because somebody we love has died doesn't mean that we're not going to hear from them now if you choose to cloud your mind with negativity and rejection and skepticism that's a personal choice but then again doubt is part of one's spiritual journey but if you you just got to work through the doubt and get to the point where you realize that there's a lot more to existence than our five physical senses. That is wonderfully put, um, because I'm sure a lot of people are asking that. They will ask me, um, or you'll hear people ask, how do I know that that was real? You know, so that was a beautiful explanation uh, between a dream and a visit. Well, Very well put. Um, a lot of people ask that. They question themselves, and I think... Maybe um, people have to learn how to trust their own ability. And you, t- you probably talk about this on Evidence of Eternity. You teach as well. You teach classes. Well, I don't teach mediumship classes or psychic development. When I say that I teach, it's more in, in my lecture series because a number of my lectures focus on on the the practical and the physical aspects um, or the scientific aspects of spirit communication. A lot of people want me to teach mediumship. And the thing is, Carol Ann, um, I'm of the opinion that you're either a medium or you're not. And a number Mm -hmm. of my colleagues, um, you know, differ with me on that, and that's fine. and because I've, I've seen development classes where people are just in tears because they can't get anything. And the fact is they don't, they don't have um, any advanced ability in that. And, that. and that's not a cut down, and that is not an insult. We're all good at different things. Some people right. are incredible auto mechanics. Some people are mm-hmm. fantastic artists or musicians or chefs, or some people are just really good parents. Okay, there's many different skills that people have. So just because you can't tune into the other side, don't think that you're any less than somebody who can or somebody who can, you know, paint the Sistine Chapel or whatever. Um, um, so, so I 
prefer to focus on actually doing what I do and explaining the phenomenon so even if you're not a medium but you're, you have a mediumistic experience like in a dream or you see uh, something or you, know, you hear a, a voice that's transmitted to you from the other mm-hmm. side, then you can understand that it's not hocus-pocus, that it is real, and that you need to accept accept um, the message and and the healing component of it because spirits don't come through and say go take an axe and kill your neighbor okay that's that's right. that's a mental disorder okay and I, and I know I'm being kind of facetious when I say that but the thing is spirits are not here to control us they are not here to make us do negative things they're not here to possess us or haunt us uh, the, those are, are other factors they are here to guide us whether or not we're listening to the guidance of spirits, which I believe is an extension of the guidance of God, um, that's the personal decision that we all make. That is wonderfully put. Um, I understand that you do a lot of uh, lectures, that this particular, the Mystical Magi, is just one in a series of lectures that you do. Um, and are you going to be doing more of those in the future in Florida, or what's coming up for you? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me to do that, and so I'm, you know, I've got lectures on uh, grief management. I've got lectures on the science of spirit communication, on the scientific basis for reincarnation. One of my favorites is called Rulers, Royals, Psychics, and Spirits, and it's how through history people of power have... Um, had psychics and uh, mediums standing in the wings and the, and that 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 was real fun and of course I got the mystical magi um and I've got um uh one that I did uh for a women's conference called intuition the key to your success and um and that's a four step approach to uh ch- you know learning to to trust your intuition to get the most out of it in a business context. And then um, I'm working on other presentations, uh, such as uh, the Shroud of Turin, um, which fascinating. Uh, yeah, very, very fascinating. I thought I had read that. I, that sounds fascinating. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. And, and, and uh, then I got 666. You, you um, pick so many subjects that are so interesting and intriguing to many, many people. So, And you have a way of explaining things so beautifully, Mark, uh, really, um, that everyone can understand and relate to. Thank you so much for being you. I appreciate that. And a big shout-out to Rocky, your manager. Uh, she's been wonderful dealing with her and her explanations, and I can't thank you enough for making the trip to Sarasota uh, in another week. It's very exciting. We're all levitating off the seats waiting for you. And uh, what else did I want to ask you? You know, I wanted to say to you how beautiful, how beautifully you put your messages. Uh, your evidence is outstanding. You have raised the bar. I would say for most mediums in the world, we all strive to be evidential, but you have a special something, uh, Mark, that is just not just touching, but uh, and humorous and human. But it's such a beautiful connection that you have. God bless you. You really do have a spectacular, amazing ability, and I just just love it. I can't wait to meet you. Likewise, I, I'm looking forward to meeting you as well. And and uh, and, and everybody um, listening, if you'd like to visit my website, evidenceofeternity.com, you can find out about the events at the Sarasota Center of Light, the Mystical Magi, on Friday, December 13th, and then an evening of spirit communication on Saturday, December 14th. And please, um, um, I invite you to sign up for my newsletter so you'll know what's going on with me and where I'm going to be around the country and when I'm coming back to Sarasota, too. Oh, that'll be great. Thank you so much, Mark, for spending time with us. Our listeners are just chatting away. They're so excited to have listened to you. And I know they'll be checking out your website. And uh, don't forget to buy those books because they really are incredible. What a great – they just read like thrillers, you know. It's just fabulous, Mark. Thank you so much. So I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. I, I, I can't wait. And to all the listeners, uh, God bless you. And uh, have, a, have a happy holiday season. And, and I have to, you know – 
have a merry Ramahana body Kwanzmas. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark Anthony, <laughs> the psychic lawyer. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next week. We have a psychic Joanne Leo. Uh, she is fabulous, psychicjoanneleo.com. Joanne with two N's and Leo like a lion. She takes your birth date and your birth name, and that's your ticket to heaven. And she can do some psychic numerology for you next week. We'll be taking callers. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Good night, all. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments, then head over to Goldilocks Productions' YouTube channel. With over 950 archive shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.